to the podcast. It's so great to have everybody here. And today I have an absolutely special guest. His name is Johnny Cafaro. I am a huge fan of his. And we actually bumped into each other on LinkedIn. And since then, I have been amazed at watching his professional and personal brand absolutely blow it out of the water, all for the sake of helping more people in the healthcare industry. So Johnny, I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, Claire, happy to be here. I mean, I'm excited that you reached out and wanted to talk to me. So let's do this. Oh my gosh, awesome, (laughs) excellent. So listen, Johnny, I want to give you a chance, if you would, for everybody here who doesn't yet know you. So I've been in the medical field. I always tell people my whole life um, because I was born with a hip disease, leg cap, herpes. And so I felt like there's got to be something in this world that like can go towards like hips or medical or help people because I had to get a couple of hip replacements. And I found out there was a sales rep in the OR that sold these products that go into patients. I'm like, I need to do that. And so I started off my career with Strike Orthopedics as a sales rep in Washington State, covered up in Spokane, where you live, Claire, um, and moved over to Tri-Cities, Yakima, all over the place. And I was like, and so I looked, at, I looked up some leadership qualities within the, our industry, and a lot of leaders have marketing and sales or marketing and engineering or something along the lines where they did, had more traits within their bag. And so I'm like... Okay, I'm going to go into marketing. So I, I looked up a company called Ortho Development, and I was a hit product manager there for a couple of years, and then moved on from there and became a global manager, then a director of sales for a company called United Orthopedics, and then just recently came back to Stryker about six months ago uh, on the hip product downstream for the hip side. So I mean, full circle. I have a Stryker hip in me, and I work for Stryker and managing the hip side on the marketing. So it's it's awesome. I mean. It's a really cool full circle story. Yeah, it truly is. You know, it's funny. The folks that I work with, um, you know, they're all in medical sales of some kind. Yep. And I find that each of them are drawn to medical sales for very unique reasons. Yes, it's an industry that can be traditionally known for making a lot of great money, having a lot of flexibility in your life, but okay. also it can be an incredible grind. But I find the people that stay tend to do so because they have a tie to the industry, whether it's personal or they know somebody who's gone through, you know, rigorous cancer treatment or they've lost a loved one and it hits them right in the heart. And so I'm really inspired by people like you who come to the industry who have this personal tie. So, you know, when you were a kid growing up, what did you what did you dream that you were going to be later in life? Yeah, I mean, I had a couple. So, I mean, I wanted to be a lawyer in New York City, dressed okay. up in a suit and tie and have a briefcase walking up and have my driver pick me up. Or I wanted to be, I wanted to be Tom Brokoff on MSNBC News and oh. announce the news and all that stuff. And so I get to college and we had to go to English. And I'm like, there's a lot of writing in this, uh, in broadcasting. I am not doing this. I do not write well. I do not want to write papers. So I'm going to go a different avenue. Yeah. And I just went into sales instead. So, but 
Yeah, I mean that those are the two biggest ones that I wanted to do and I definitely fell short from both of those. Oh. <laughs> but you know what? I you know, you you don't give yourself enough credit. Uh you know, I love it about you, but I would say one thing that I see consistently, whether it's chatting with you or when I see any of your content that's online is you are always incredibly positive and yeah. you clearly know how to develop relationships. And these days, you know, sales if you had been in a sales training 15, 20 years ago, it would have been challenger selling and maybe yep. an intro to consultative selling. <laughs> if we want to be competitive today, that's, that's you know, dinosaur stuff, yep. right? I mean, so, so today it's so much uh, based on relationships, which I guess Absolutely. it always has been. But especially in the last two years, I really want to hear from you how it's changed fundamentally by the way you're able to actually get in front of people and start attracting them to you instead. Because I see you on social media and you develop this incredible, approachable, fun, and um, intelligent brand. And I feel like that's the way of the future. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, I mean, I just wanted to start talking about relatable stuff and content that was, I mean, positive and uplifting because there's so much negativity in the world, right? I mean, you turn on the news and it's all fires, wars, anything, robberies, death. I mean, it's, it's terrible. And so my, my nickname growing up is smiling Johnny Caparo. And so it's like, cause I'm always smiling. I'm always happy. Always just know there's, it's always going to be okay. And so if I can portray that in social media and my own brand and people can relate to it, I think that's the biggest key because a lot of people are going through the same issues that you are, but they don't want to talk about it. But if somebody yeah. else is talking about it, then you can be able to build a network and be able to help those people. And people are going to reach out to you on like private message and say, Hey, like I really liked your post really inspired me. Is there a way that like we can connect so you can help me through whatever I'm going through. And then vice versa is just like, I walk into a building and people already know who kind of who I am because of that, because of my own personal brand. And yeah. like I was telling you earlier, I'd have to like create my own persona and walk into a hospital. Like, Hey, Johnny Utah's here. Don't worry. Like, You'll remember Point Break back in the 80s. <laughs> and everyone's like, wait, you live in Utah and your name's Johnny? He's like, that's perfect. <laughs> but now I don't like, have to really. Works. Yeah, exactly. But now <laughs> I really don't have to do that because I've built trust. I've built relationships. I've built a network that people can be like, hey, Johnny's a trustworthy guy. He knows what he's talking about. And he he can be able to deliver on what, he's, what he says. I think that it's beautiful to see this new wave of companies and professionals leveraging a personal brand. But, you know, you and I have talked many times about how it's not easy and most people don't even know where to start. So can you take us back a little bit to when you started thinking, hey, you know, I've got a voice. I've got something to say. I, I have a I have a story that I feel like will resonate with other people. And I'm going to give this personal brand thing a try. Can you can you walk yeah. us back there and tell us sort of how you began? Yeah. So, I mean, like you said, I have a story and I wanted to be able to share a story of what happened to me and how I overcame three hip replacements and mm. had to overcome losing my job and trying to figure out how to get a job. And so like all my content is relatable because everybody has gone through that. Everyone has been fired. Maybe, maybe, I mean, knock on wood, some people haven't, but everybody has had injuries or issues on those kind of things. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to tell my story and I'm not going to care what, who likes it or how many views I get. I'm just going to go with it and be consistent. 
And I just started posting and I just, like, I would just turn my phone off and like, I don't know how this is going to take. This is kind of scary. We'll, we'll check it out in the morning and <laughs> yeah, see how right. we feel. <laughs> exactly. Right. Like turn off my phone. Yeah. But then like it started like getting traction and then like it was actually really cool because I was getting messages like, thank you so much. You really inspired me today. Like that I really needed to hear those words today. I'm like, ah, oh, maybe we're onto something here. Like this could yeah. be really cool to be able to continue to sell sell myself but like I'm not really selling myself I'm just trying to tell people who I am but then that also builds people to know like hey I kind of know who Johnny is maybe I'll buy his product or maybe I'll I'll start talking to him or maybe I'll be able to I mean work with him or collaborate with him on something because he's got something else and so that's how I started it just I just did it and a lot of people won't start because they're scared of what people are going to think about them or do I look like I'm like have an ego because I'm posting a picture about myself and if you go through my if you go through my LinkedIn like most every single post of mine has a picture of me Mm -hmm. or I'm in a picture with somebody because it's still my brand it's still my page but like I'm talking about something completely different I'm not saying hey look at me here I am I'm in a suit or look at my shoes (laughs) but I also want to be able to make sure like Every time I do post, like, they're seeing me. I'm coming up on their feed. I'm coming up because not just my name, because an image goes a long way, right? Instead oh, yeah. Of just, instead of just words. And so I think that's where I started. And, I mean, it was cool to be able to, like, start seeing my personal brand grow. But then also my sales and my work started growing. Like, reps would read it, reach out to me and like, hey, I'd like to pick up your line. Like, can I be able to sit down and talk with you? Reps that would never even heard of a company that I was working for beforehand. I'm like, wow, this is, this is good on the work front too. So it's like, if you can combine both, it's, you got a home run, right? Yeah. It's just, where do you start? And I always tell people, start with a story that you went through that people can relate. And then, I mean, and then have a positive twist on it and how you came out of it. Because that's that's what people want to hear. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think if I could go back to many of the stories throughout my career that made an impact on me, all of them have a business lesson, whether or not I realized it at the time. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so true. Uh, I worked closely in support with this rep down in Los Angeles, and she was a phenomenal human being. One of those people so funny that you were definitely shooting milk out your nose by the end of the time that you're <laughs> yeah. riding along. Like, she's hilarious effortlessly hilarious. But one thing I learned from her is we would go into these accounts and we would see our competitors all over the OR. We'd see our competitors kits in the pathology lab. I mean, it was a very, uh, there was a lot of competition in our Yeah, absolutely. She knew every single person there, competition or not, on a first name basis, knew their kids' names, high-fiving them in the hallway and hanging out during lunch. And initially, Johnny, I I truly didn't understand. Initially, I thought, wait wait a minute. We are competitors. Like, we should be at each other's throats. And it's like, what's going on? on?" And and in reality, it was such a breath of fresh air because it wasn't a – it wasn't a feeling of uh, intimidation. Yeah. 
Instead, it was a feeling of camaraderie and this incredible yeah. perspective that we're all making it at the end of the day. We're all busting tail. And the whole point is to help patients thrive exactly. in the end. Yeah. And you know what? I never forgot that. And who it can goes, relate to that? Exactly. And like, that's the same thing with me because I've been a patient, right? Yeah. And that's how I kind of approached going into cells is like, listen, I've been a patient. I know what happens. Like if something goes wrong, like I know if like a tray is not ready to, or it's unsterile or someone poked a hole in it, it causes so much animosity and craziness. And yeah. when I came in, I'm like, listen, competition or not, like I've been a patient. I want to make sure that all the patients that I'm helping or taking care of are going to be okay. And so that's why I like, I made friends with everybody in the hospital. I'd be like making sure like, and at one point, like I was helping another rep, like, Hey, your case is going, do you want me to grab something for you? And vice versa. And that's what you just said is you build camaraderie and that goes so much further than like hate or like trying to yeah. destroy someone. Cause the, the pie is so big. Like, let's be honest. Like everybody doesn't understand. Like I know there's territorial people and all that stuff, but if everybody can help each other, there's enough piece of the pie for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously there's competition with anything that we do, but yep. by not focusing on it and instead focusing on the end result, which is like you said, helping patients, yep. you know, putting yourself either literally or metaphorically in the shoes of the end user of your product, that's powerful. And that's so why I love working with medical salespeople because all, all sales is, is great in its own yeah. industry, but there's something special about medical sales because you really affect the livelihood of other people. If I was, yeah. I'm getting chills as we're talking. Yeah, no, it's same trip. I mean, <laughs> I've been there. I mean, I've been the patient. I've been the sales rep. I've been on the marketing side and it's just so much fun to be able to see all the collaborative issue. I mean, everything come together in one, like all the collateral that I'm creating right now goes out to the sales force to train the surgeons to do the surgery to make sure the patient comes out perfect not perfect but healthy yeah yeah well perfect would be great <laughs> yeah exactly yeah I mean, but i know it's mean. I yeah, mean. yeah okay so you know let's be real here for a second when you're starting to build a personal brand and you work for somebody else how did your family and friends react did they have a reaction were they were they skeptical of what you were doing were they confused were they even talking about it what was that like yeah. And I mean, so, I mean, most of my family members are on LinkedIn. I don't have any other social platform. And so okay. my my brother-in-law was making fun of me. Like, why do you keep blasting yourself? This is like a, this is a business platform. You're just talking about yourself. I'm like, mm. uh, I'm not really just talking about myself, but <laughs> thank you. Um, and though, I mean, at first everyone thought it was silly and everyone thought it was, I mean, what are you doing? Even my, I mean, I can say it now, but my employer, my ex-employer was just like not happy about me building a personal brand because you can't be a spokesperson. You can't be this, but I was like, I'm not doing anything. I'm just showcasing our product and what we're doing. And, but I feel like a lot of people are, are going to judge you and you have to be okay with like you're made a choice and you're going to continue it. Because if you start listening to the naysayers, I mean, you're going to stop. But if you have a back, if you have a backbone and a strong thing, like you have a purpose, you know where you're going. I, nothing stopped me. I mean, like, thanks guys. I'm going to still post. If you, you can like it if you want. I mean, <laughs> at first I was just sending the link of every post that I would do to a family group chat. Yeah. <laughs> just be like, Hey, do you guys want to like this? Like, what do you guys think? And I'd get funny jokes back or whatever, sure. making fun of it. But like, in all reality, like it started catching on. And then like my brother, he started to be like, Oh, this is great. We need to be able to do this. And then 
Kafaro's shoes LinkedIn page has gotten bigger and bigger just because he saw the presence of what mine was doing. He's like, okay, we got to, we got to do something. And so I feel like if you do it long enough, people will follow if you're doing it correctly. And I think that's the cool thing because you want to be a leader. You don't want to be a follower. And so if you already have a decision that you're going to do it, keep doing it. Don't stop and follow somebody else's lead. I love that. I love that. And you know what? Listen, for anybody who's in the field out there, like you already know how hard it is to get in front of our customers right now. I mean, the last couple of years has been, you know, every version of a hybrid work environment. So just even beginning to start on this train, I mean, already you're putting yourself in front of your customers by using one of these. And I'm holding up my iPhone. And um, (laughs) truly, I, I think that's, that's the way that companies are starting to wake up and, and point as well, because I see companies even like LinkedIn, you know, deeply investing in the creator community. I see companies right. out there who are focusing so heavily now on creating these internal brand champions. Yep. And it seems to be the way that business is going, because, look, at the end of the day, we still want to work with people we like. Yeah. And that's 100%. Yeah. And yeah. the thing is, like. I think where we need to start adapting as companies and as individuals is that a long time ago, we never really marketed to patients, right? We only really truly marketed to surgeons or healthcare providers, or that's the marketing material that we would have. But now, like now that everybody is on a social platform, that everybody is on LinkedIn or their mother, their father, their grandma, they're going to look up their surgeons on LinkedIn or social platforms and check them out. And if you're a rep or an individual or sales manager and you're posting something within like five square miles, you're going to get maybe a thousand views on your very first post within that area, let's say in Oklahoma, and people are going to know who you are. Right. And so that's going to be huge. Like you said, you can't get into offices as easy. You can't get into clinics as easy, but you can send us, you can do a single post talking about who you are, starting the conversation and maybe 10 surgeons saw that post that day and then you wouldn't have had any. And so, like, that's where you start creating your own brand within your own work environment as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it probably encourages other people on your team to sort of take charge as well. Have you seen that? Have you seen kind of like a, um influence on your team of like, okay, yeah. Johnny's doing it. If Johnny can do it, I'll give it a try. No, absolutely. So, I mean, if you look back over the last um, six months, like my boss, my boss's boss, everybody has started, like, jumping on the LinkedIn bandwagon. It's been awesome because – that you got to be able to showcase what you're doing, right? And it's fun to be able to show, hey, we're at this event or we're showcasing this or we're doing this. And at first, like people would only like the company page or they would only share the company page instead of showing what they're doing. But I think everybody, as you can see, like it's gotten bigger and bigger and everybody's starting to like, come on. Like my boss didn't even have the LinkedIn app on his phone. <laughs> You're bringing everybody into this. I know. I was like, come on. I was like, let's go. And, uh, but then it was just like, after that, like, he was like, I love it. This is great. It's more exposure. It shows everybody what we're doing. And it's, it's just, it's not everybody's cup of tea, but if you can be able to get people behind it and show what you're doing is good, I think a lot of people will follow with you. I think so too. I think so too. I think it's a rising tide lifts all ships, but also, you know, it's, uh, it's less scary when you don't go it alone. Um, for a lot of my, my clients, we talk about building your brand with a partner. Yep. You know, you, you, you find someone who's also interested in that and you can support each other through it. So I really like that it, you're, 
it's catching fire with your team. I think yeah. that's awesome. No, it's okay. awesome. So I don't want to glaze over um, something that you mentioned earlier, which was you were you mentioned Kafaro shoes. So oh. um, so what's what's funny? So I know your story. Yep. And um, when I was working in the OR back in the day, I remember going into a surgical suite. And at the time I was wearing heels. You know, I had a nice yeah. dress on and I was working and um, I was working in Roseville, California. And I walked in, and it was my very first case. I was shadowing. And they said, okay, here, put these booties on. So I had to poke the heel booty so I didn't slip slide around the OR. Oh, my goodness. What I wouldn't have done to have a comfortable (laughs) but classy pair of shoes on that wore heels. Tell us a little bit about this uh, Kafaro shoes that you've got going on. No, so, I mean, our parents dressed us up when we were little and bow ties and all that stuff. And, like, yeah. me and my brother really loved fashion, and we wanted to keep it up. And and so, I mean, he started the shoe line. He's like, Johnny, let's do this. I Like, let's create something because we are Italian. We love our last name. So mm-hmm. we wanted to put it on something. And so then, I mean, I was like, EJ, what better perfect industry that we're in is in the medical field. Everybody dresses up. But the issue is the comfortable shoes are ugly. I mean, oh. I just, I think they're hideous and yeah. I mean, no offense to anybody that wears them, but I won't say what they are. <laughs> okay. I have but, them on right now. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but then also like the stylish ones are super expensive and yeah. sometimes they're not even that comfortable. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, let's create a really stylish, comfortable pair of shoes, something that I'm going to need to wear because I've had three hip replacements that I can wear all day. Mm-hmm. And like, let's, let's start pushing it. And so, I mean, as you can tell on my LinkedIn, I don't really try selling it. I just yeah. wear them, and I just, I mean, that's how I approach it. But, of course, we have our Cafero page that sells it and does all that stuff. But it's just become more like all my surgeons are buying it, and, I mean, they're supporting me in that aspect. Now we have sales reps buying them, and it's just been a really cool thing to be able to go and Italian design, made in Spain, and yeah. we have no overhead. It's a drop ship straight to you, and so – it's been really cool, a little side hustle and be able to, I mean, I have, I mean, as you can tell, I have Nikes, but I have way too many dress shoes on top of my, <laughs> I have a shoe problem. Let's just put it that way. Okay. Who has more shoes in their closet? You or your wife? Tell uh, us that, now. Live. That is me by like three times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's bad. Ah. I believe it. I believe it. Well, that you know what I mean. There's nothing more important than developing solutions for the people you're working with and exactly yourself. and style and style. Okay, right? so. Yes, and to jump back over to the personal branding bit one more time, I yeah. really love how you have specific – you seem to have specific pillars in your content. Yep. You know, you talk a lot about uh, motivation and mindset. Yep. Um, you're clearly passionate about supporting your team, and you talk about having style in the field, which yeah. is important to all of us. I mean, everybody cares, you know, how they look, and they want to present themselves as uh, – a representative of their character, but also look great and feel great doing it. So um, what, you know, what are those pillars that you focus on or do you, do you create content that way with specific pillars? No, I definitely do. So, I mean, I don't, I mean, I try to make sure that I hit each content, I mean, periodically, right. So I don't overwhelm one or another, but yeah, I mean, fashion is one of my pillars that I talk about. Right. And then motivation. I mean, things Mm -hmm. that are getting it like, how you overcome like my hip replacements, getting fired from my job, driving to California, mm. being on a suit on a beach, sweating. Oh I gosh, mean, you got to tell that story. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I was working for a tech company and um, I just got a hip replacement. 
and I was out two months and I get back to work and I, like a week later they say, Hey, we're going to have to let you go. Mm. I'm like, what? Like I just had, I just bought a house. I just had a six month old baby. Um, I just had a hip replacement. I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, this is insane. And so that's where I started like, okay, there's got to be something in this industry where something with the hips because I'm super passionate about what happened to me and I want to know more. And so I heard Stryker was the best company to work for. I mean, Stryker just kept on coming up, coming up. So then I went on medreps.com. Like this was 11 years ago. There was no resources to try to find any way to get in with Stryker. Yeah. And my, my dad was a football coach. And so I'm like, Hey dad, can you call any of your guys? Do you think that are working for Stryker? Cause a lot of, they hire a lot of ex athletes and football players, basketball players. And so he's like, yeah, there's a couple guys that I know. Um, so I started the process and I was interviewing and then that just, they went radio silent on me and I'm like, <sighs> my bills are piling up. I mean, right. this is like four months out of no job. I'm doing workers comp just to be able to make some money to come in to pay some bills, put everything on credit cards. It was stressful, super stressful. I mean, uh, so you're the so, primary breadwinner. I mean, uh, it's like all on everything. your shoulders. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot. And so then I hear that the hiring manager is going to be in California. So I did like the crazy ex stalker and like told my ex-wife, like, Hey, listen, we got to get in the car and we're going to put everything gas on the credit cards and we're going to go drive down there just to see if we can get an interview with this guy. Like mm-hmm. I will sit there and do anything. So we drive down there and I let him, Hey, coincidence, I'm in California too. Would love to meet up. This would be great. Mm-hmm. I don't hear anything for two days. I'm like, Oh, this is, uh, this is not what I expected. Usually yeah. something could have happened. Yeah. And Were so you then, thinking like, I'm so embarrassed. Oh God. Or yeah. just like, Oh, what did he not get it? Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I felt like I knew he was busy. He was on vacation. Like, I kind of felt embarrassed because like you put more money on like, because this is what I needed to do. And yeah. I have a strong feeling and I'm going to do it and I'm not going to back away from that feeling. And so on the third day in the morning, he texts me at like eight 45 and he's like, Hey man, sorry. Been at Disneyland. Yeah. Um, do you want to make it down to my hotel uh, by 10? Um, we can hang out on the beach. Come on, come in swimsuit, tank top, flip flops. Let's, let's just hang out. I look at the clock and it's an hour away. I'm like, I have to hurry go. So I hurry, run upstairs, go put on a suit and tie. And I drive down to the beach and hang out in the hotel. And I'm like, I'm sweating. Like, <laughs> it is so hot on the beach. Like, yeah. I'm in a suit and tie. And he was so impressed with the fact that I came in in a suit and tie that I would, he didn't even know. He thought I was there just for fun for vacation. And I, I was like, no, dude, I came to meet with you to make sure that I could be able to be face to face because the interviews have stalled. Mm-hmm. And then the next day I got the job offer and oh, they re- relocated me to Washington state. But little did I know, um, a guy, um, interviewed with Spencer right after and he had seven years of medical experience and he had a tank top and flip flops and shorts on. Right. And it just showed how much more I wanted it and wanted to be there. So when people say like, I don't have medical sales experience or I don't have experience to get into the industry, you don't need it. I mean, like if you show the person how bad you're willing to work and how bad you're willing to just get the job, they know you're going to be a hard worker once you have the job. Yeah. So that, that story really projected and changed the whole career of my life. I mean, yeah. not just career of my life, but like showed me like what I have deep inside me to succeed and like prevail because I had nothing to fall back on after that. <laughs> if yeah. I didn't get that job and be like, 
Back to MedRefs.com, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All the chips were in. I love that story, Johnny. You know, um, I just feel like there are so many ways to stand out. Yep. You know, and, and time and time again, you show us that whether it be online, whether it be in person, whether it be in the OR, you know, being relatable and going that extra mile wins. Yep. It, and it can win, you know. Okay. And so, you know, for anybody listening, I hope that this really encourages you to see, you know, Johnny is the proof of, you know, if you really want something <clears throat> and you can find a way to connect with those decision makers in a different way to get out in front of that train and make yourself be seen, you know, opportunity yeah. awaits for those for who sure. can help themselves stand out. And, and I, I think you've done it. I think you've done it over and over again. Yeah. I mean, if I didn't keep posting stuff like that, we wouldn't ever connect it or right. we wouldn't, we wouldn't be on this podcast right now. And so <laughs> you are going to stand out. I mean, listen, you're going to get haters. You're going to get the, the naysayers, but like sure. you just got to be able to have your own voice in your own head. Say like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to keep going because like you just said, when you create that powerful brand and everybody knows who you are or what you represent and it builds trust, it builds dependability, reliability, then it's going to go a lot longer for you, not just in your personal life, but in your career and everywhere else, because you're building more confidence in yourself as well. Because when you have success through your personal brand, you're just going to be like, I want to keep going. Like, this is great. Like, let's go. And there's no better place to do it than on LinkedIn. <laughs> right, exactly. That's the only place. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's so positive over there. I, I I feel truly blessed being on there. So listen, Johnny, I mean, I know that you are all about relationships and positivity. So yep. if somebody wants to follow you, uh, find out more about you, find out more about Caparo Shoes, where would you like them to seek you out and connect with you online? Yeah, LinkedIn. I mean, just search my name on LinkedIn. Love to connect, help out anybody possible. And then Caferro Shoes on Instagram. CaferroShoes.com is our landing page. And then Caferro Shoes on LinkedIn. I mean, all aspects you can be able to get a hold of me. So it'd be awesome. Awesome. Well, we'll make sure that we link all of that in the show notes. Thank you so much for everybody listening here, Johnny. Thank you thank so you. much Absolutely. for sharing your stories with us. I love talking to you. And yeah. I know that the impact that you have, the positivity you're putting out there with your personal right. brand is just contagious. So thank you so thank much you. for being with us today. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me.